What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Podcast. I am your host, Zane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Wyda. In this episode, Josh and I are joined by a special guest that was actually on episode seven as well, and that is Coach Donald. Dimitri Donald, follow him on Twitter at underscore Coach Donald. Uh, Dimitri joins us and talks about his transition from Georgia Southern to ACU this offseason. He dives into a little bit of recruiting, uh, talks about the culture of ACU, and then we also get into the NIL name, image, and likeness that's obviously been a huge topic in the NCAA since July 1st. Um, After that, we just wrap up the episode with a discussion about the NBA Finals, and we also give our predictions for the NBA Finals. As always, thanks for listening, and if you miss any of our content, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Sports. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Podcast. This is episode 27. Uh, let's just, we got a lot to get into, so let's just get right to it. Josh, why don't you, uh, you know, tell the listeners where you and Dimitri are recording from today, and then Dimitri, if you just want to give, you know, the two-minute spiel about who you are for the listeners that may not know you, uh, let's go ahead and just start there, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, what up, Zane? Happy early birthday, brother. Much love. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, I hope you play well on the golf course this weekend. Hit them straight. Uh, Me too. But uh, no, man, it's a it's a it's a special day. My boy Dimitri Donald's in town, all the way down from uh, Abilene. So happy to happy to have him here. We're back over at the Smoke Green where where we were last time. Whenever he was on the podcast as well, when when you were here, Zane and Deshay as well. Uh, so we're we're sipping some nice red wine, smoking some nice cigars. So it's good it's good to see you, Dimitri. What's up, man? Uh, just glad to be here. You know, every time I get this opportunity to come hang out with y'all, uh, you know, it's something I look forward to doing. Zane, happy early birthday, man. Wish wish you were in town with us uh, here in person, man. And Josh, congrats on the engagement. Appreciate it, uh, That's man. big time. Looking Appreciate forward to that, bro. Looking forward to your big day uh, next spring, man. Can't wait to get out there and just, you know, see you get married, man. But, no, I'm happy to be here, y'all, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely, yeah. The wedding wedding's going to be wild. <laughs> wedding, I'm already knowing. <laughs> wedding's going to be wild, so that's going to be fun, man. That's going to be fun, but – yeah, man. So a little bit of change for you this off season. Yeah. Last time we talked, uh, which was I, I believe back in December. Yeah. Um, here, you know, you were just finishing up a pretty good year over at Georgia Southern. Um, you know, your first year really being a full, you know, uh, full time coach, yeah. um, Division One. Um, now you're at Abilene Christian. So, well, why don't you go into a little bit of detail, kind of how that transition's been, and and, and really, uh, you know, just what you kind of see yourself doing here at Abilene Christian. Oh uh, well, you know, it was. It was kind of crazy how everything happened, uh, you know, getting getting let go from uh, from Georgia Southern, actually. Um, just kind of going through it. was my first time being full-time and my first experience, you know, being let go and being in that position. Uh, I'm really thankful for just my support some people in the profession. Um, just helped me transition through there. Was able to take a – actually took a GA job at Abilene Christian to be the assistant receivers coach. Um, and then we had some, some things happen on staff, man, and I was there for like a week. You know, our head coach, Adam Dore, called me, man, you know, during the whole snow apocalypse. Oh, yeah, you're talking it. about the freeze and everything. Yeah, yeah, man, like, I was in the office at Abilene for, like, two days, and then that happened. Um, and then he was like, man, you, do you want to coach tight ends? I was like, sure, I'll do it. You know, I thought, you know, he – first of all, he's a smart guy. He thought it would be good for my career, just learning the run game better. Got my whole career uh, playing it and obviously coaching it, so – um, making a transition to not only a new offense but a new position uh, group has been a big learning experience. Uh, we're more of a pro-style offense, uh, Abilene Christian, and um, 
But, you know, I'm happy to be there. Like I said, I love the staff, man. I love our head coach. Um, he's a big football guy. He watches a ton of film, man. He probably watches more film than anybody on staff, actually. But uh, being able to come back here and, and be in Texas, be closer to home, um, has, has been a blessing for me, you know, just being closer to my family and whatnot. Um, and the kids up there, Abilene Christian, are great. Uh, facility, great, man. It's been a wonderful transition uh, for me. Definitely, definitely, man. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. And that's a really good point that you made about with you switching the tight end position, how you had coaches telling you it's going to give you an opportunity to learn more a little about run game, which other than probably junior high and peewee, we, me and you don't know too much about. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, it's crazy because like, at Southern we were option-based, you know, and in my first gig at Harding uh, we were option. So being in this one and just learning the pro style offense and learning more – traditional offensive football, you know what I'm saying? I still got love for, you know, option football. I love it. I'm an option guy. But this this whole deal has been very – it's been better. I think I think it will help me long-term in my career uh, going forward. Oh, that's That's what I was – that's what I was about to add, if I can say one second. I mean, yeah, you make a transition. You've been an option for a while. You now go to pro style. This is only going to bode well for you long-term. You're just adding on to your resume and your overall – you know, skill set and makeup of what you know and understand of the game. So I think long term, this is this is a great opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And, and and I know you. I know your work ethic. I know the goals that you have. Like you're not trying to be a receivers coach forever. You're trying to move up and be an OC at a Power Five, get in the NFL, maybe be a receivers coach, move up to as an OC. And if you want to be able to do that, you got to have the credentials of knowing that hey, I do have experience in run game schemes and working with that. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be really good for you. So I'm definitely excited about that for you, um, man. Another thing that I wanted to get into is uh, recently the news just broke that you guys are now part of the WAC conference. Yep. So um, aren't you getting a little bit about that? Like, has culture changed at, at campus a little bit with you, with you guys going to a bigger conference uh, now? Or I think. I think joining the WAC is obviously an exciting time. I think, you know, it's the brand, the WAC conference brand will definitely help put ACU on the map, just kind of, you know, help publicize and let more people know about who we are. Uh, with joining the conference, obviously all the Texas teams are coming. Uh, you know, I think it's probably going to be one of the harder, you know, conferences in FCS football, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you got Sam Houston had an unbelievable year this year, yeah. uh, winning a national championship. And then, I mean, you got Tarleton, you got SFA. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got the East Kentucky, you got some other schools. But I think I think for all athletics at ACU, I think joining the WAG and just that brand recognition would be really helpful for us moving forward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, growing up, Abilene Christian, he playing football, and whenever you're dreaming to go to play college football as a kid from Texas, like Abilene Christian's not really always been one of the schools that you say, that's where I dream of going to play. Yeah. It's Texas. It's Texas A&M. Some people, maybe even U of H, whatever it may be. But now that you guys are in the WAG, bigger conference, more resources, a little bit more revenue coming in, I think that can only help you guys recruiting, help you guys be able to get more on the map, like you're saying, a little bit more brand recognition. So um, I think that's going to be really good for you all. Um, another thing is, uh, I mean, this has been a hot topic. <laughs> hot topic. Well, we're, we're not even a weekend. You know, this, 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 this rule got passed on Thursday, July 1st. It's right now Wednesday, July 7th, not even a weekend. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing athletes sign endorsement deals left and right, man. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. it's crazy. Crazy time right now to be a collegiate athlete. But one of my questions I got for you, Dimitri, is kind of what's your stance on it? Where do you – where do you – how do you feel about it? Think it's going to be good? And, and I'm really asking from a player's perspective because yeah. you play college ball. 
So imagine from a player's perspective, give me that, and then we'll go in and talk about coaching and how it affects recruiting and well, everything like that. I, I think I think as a player, first of all, um, I think it's good. You know what I mean? I, I think it's good for the players to be able to do these things. I mean, you see a lot of athletes donating to other people. Like, I think I read something the other day, Derek King, quarterback in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, he's given like a percentage of all the stuff that he makes to other teammates. Right. You know, who might not have that big name or that big brand. Right. Um, so I think it'll help that way. As far as shoot, I'll tell you this, man, when I was a player, I, I wish they would have would have <laughs> had it when I was playing. <laughs> um, it it would have probably helped. Um, you know, just you know, even to Division Two Square West Texas, you know, you talk about, you know, your photos in the locker room or your photos here. Or, you know what I'm saying, just being able to get endorsed by some of the local businesses there because everybody right. knows who you are. Um, it definitely would have helped, but I think it'll be an exciting time. I think from a coach's perspective, I think it changes recruiting big time. Oh, because now you're going to have athletes who, okay, everybody has a nice stadium. Everybody has a nice jersey. Right. Everybody's going to be looking, okay, well, how can I build my brand? Right. And you've seen it already just in the short time that's been going. I mean, you got big boosters and donors like sponsoring the entire offensive line. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. the University of Arkansas had a booster like sponsor their whole offensive line. Yep. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, colleges are going to have to be up to and we're going to have to figure out a way how to, you know, figure things out. Um, but I do think it's a good thing for athletes to be able to build their brand and make profit off of what they, um, who they are and just, you know, their image and their likeness. I think it'll really shock college basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the one and done rule could be out the window because now if I'm a collegiate basketball player or even you know yeah just basketball player am i making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars why am i gonna leave after right. one year exactly you exactly. know the only people the only reason why those one and done guys were leaving after one year is because they needed some money yeah. they're like all right now i've proved myself to where i should now be able to make money yeah. based off of my skills so but I do want to get into that, and I, that's going to take us down a whole other tunnel that I know that we're going to get into. <laughs> yeah, we can talk but, about that for but, Yeah, but one thing I know, Zane, me and you had talked about it earlier this week. Um, I, I, I don't want to misspeak, but there is some company that is basically going to sponsor the entire University of Miami football team. Yeah. So all 90 players that they have on scholarship are all going to receive $6,000 a year. So like what me and Zane were talking about, it's like, okay – that really screws over some of those smaller schools in the ACC. Think of a school like Georgia Tech. Think of a school like, you know, freaking uh, any of those other schools in that conference that they might have had a chance to get a guy that wasn't going to start at Miami until he's a junior, right? But now Miami's like, okay, yeah, you may not start to a junior, but t- by the time you're a junior, you're going to be getting paid eighteen grand. Yeah. Where are you going to get that el- elsewhere in our conference other than Clemson or somewhere like yeah. that? I think with that, it's obviously it's going to make recruiting hard, you know, especially for <laughs> – you know, like Abilene Christian, you know, we're an FCS school. You know, we battle right. group of five schools, right. you know, your Tulane, um, those schools. Um, but I think it, it all comes down to how good of a recruiter are you? You know what I mean? How, right? you know, what else could you, what else do you have to offer? Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I think when you talk about the whole Miami deal and, okay, that's right. But at the end of the day, it's all about, getting the kids motivated to play. At the end of the day, the kids are the most important thing in all of this. Right. And as a coach, you can't lose sight of that. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, you can't just walk into a living room and tell a kid, hey, you're going to make this much money. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you talk about a kid, let's say a kid has Alabama, LSU, Clemson. Okay. They're probably going to be all be able to 
benefit him financially. At the end of the day, it's going to be about the relationship you have with the recruiter. Right. You know, um, when I, you know, I got, when I got let go from Southern, I get to Abilene Christian. I still have kids that I was I was recruiting still contact me. And I still right. have a relationship with those kids. Right. Um, you know, and that's just something that you know I value personally. Is I feel like the relationships outweigh the financial aspect of all of it in the long term. Definitely. And Zane, I got a question for you. Okay, you graduated sports management degree from Texas A&M. My question is: Is do you think now that possibly these 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 football programs and these universities as a whole, do you think that they're going to start hiring employees that are going to specifically be able to go out and try to land these endorsement deals for their entire program? Essentially, maybe like a agent for the university that can negotiate these endorsement deals with these large sponsors. I think that's part of it, but where it really comes in is what Dimitri was talking about with LSU, Bama, Clemson. They're all probably going to have the same money, the same resources, but that's where this comes into play is who is going to help me elevate my personal brand more? Who's going to give me more opportunities to really elevate myself in a spotlight? Um, Because the money is going to be there. How far are we from actual NIL um, departments on campus. I don't know. I think that's a little bit more down the road. Um, But we already see, we talked about it today with sports agents. A lot of them are already converting to brand management. So uh, that's more of an external third party, you know, liaison. I don't see why that couldn't be an internal play for the big schools because the money's there. There's got to be something else to help them differentiate from each other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, dude, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm trying to go out and I'm trying to hire the best endorsement negotiator marketing team that I can so that way I can introduce those guys to my recruits and say, look, these guys are going to be working with you all four years helping you grow your brand. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to help you achieve all your goals that you have for yourself. You know, I mean, because you got to think about it. Some kids are going to come locked and loaded. You know, there's guys like, you know, Julian Humphrey, Clear Lake High School, DB. Yeah. He's, he's committed to Florida right now. He already has a T-shirt company. He's already building his brand, and he's in high school. Not all kids are going to be locked in like that. Yeah. So I think I think there is uh, some value in there as a, as a university to be able to put it together, a team like that. But also, like you said, that is probably a little bit farther down the road. Uh, to that point, but, to that also, point also, Josh, it's, it's – yeah, he's got a T-shirt brand, but it's, again, the resources internally. Who is going to help him scale that? Who is going to help him scale that brand nationally? So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who's going to help them expand what they've already built? Mm -hmm. I think think also some of it – some of it is going to fall on high school coaches, in my opinion. You know, high school coaches are going to have to get these players educated about what this really means and what this really looks like. Right. Okay, and what I hope doesn't happen is I hope players don't start compromising – their love of the game for, for trying to make money, make some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like for me, I'm a, I'm a coach. Okay. Well, I build my brand, you know, basically off of, okay. Having success at what I do. Okay. And then interacting with other people in the profession, that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day, it's not about, okay, how much money can I make? No, I'm trying to change the lives of kids. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm a high school football player, I got to understand, okay, you got to realize why you started playing the, the game of football or basketball or soccer 
volleyball, softball, whatever it was. Right. You know what I mean? And don't get so caught up because if you get so caught up focusing on the financial aspect of it, then and you start suffering athletically, then or academically, then I mean, where is your brand? You have nothing right. to brand. No, when you pursue answer. when you pursue happiness and do things that you enjoy, which like this, having the podcast, this is me building my brand with this platform. When you do these things, the money comes later. The money will catch up to you eventually if you continue to do what you love. And I think that's the lesson underlying what you're saying there. Yeah. Well, you you got you got to hope that you know. But there, there are going to be certain situations where some of these athletes are in a bad situation with their family, financially, right. whatever it may be. And and what I'm really worried about too is is you know there's some sharks out there. There's some sharks mm. out there. Some some of these kids are going to get got. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'll tell you right. And I think that's going back to what Demetrius is saying is we got to hope that these high school coaches really prepare these kids of what this world is going to be like with this rule implement, you know, and know what that actually truly means. Um it's a really good point that that you made there on Dimitri, because that's I mean that's extremely true, man. I mean there's gonna you you're gonna be able to tell the difference in a kid that was mentored properly by a high school coach that spent the time and really got to know that kid and, and and try to help him understand what it means to grow a brand and what it means to be able to put yourself in the best situation possible for your image, yeah. you know. And then you're gonna have other high schools that they ain't gonna high school coaches they ain't gonna give a shit. Yeah, they that, straight up they're not gonna care. They're not gonna care. They're going to be like, oh, no, well, am I going to get a piece of it? Yeah, <laughs> you, that is true. You know? I mean, that's just how some people are. So that's a real good point that you made on that. Um, so talked about the NIL. We talked about recruiting. We talked about your transition from you going to Georgia Southern, Adeline Christian. Last thing that I really want to talk about and head on in is how's been recruiting been with COVID dying <laughs> down, man? I mean, you guys had one of the probably craziest COVID years nice. in college football at any level last year yeah. at Georgia Southern. No so is it nice to finally just take a deep breath and, and be able to see kids on campus at camps and yeah. stuff like that? It's been so, man, I feel like it, it's been crazy. You know what I mean? I didn't. So luckily at Abilene Christian, our, you know, our head coach gave us like, we got like a week off the last week of May before June 1 hit. And he told us, he said, we're going to work every day in June, and we did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had three mega camps. We had unofficial visits. We had official visits. Um, but it was nuts, man, because, like, you're on the road going to camps. trying to You're trying to see all these kids, you know what I mean, this short little window. Right. Um, but I will say, man, hats off to our recruiting department. Uh, Zach Williams and Bryce Baccarino, our recruiting coordinator at Abilene Christian, they did a tremendous job of just being organized. And I think the staff did a tremendous job of just making sure that we got our top guys on campus. Right. You know what I mean? ACU being a, you know, private Christian university, we got to be real selective on who we take and who we offer. Right. Um, so it's been nuts, dude, just multiple kids on campus, long days. You know what I mean? We actually had a transfer camp with the transfer portal. I mean, you can't forget about that. Yeah. That's, um, that's trying to get true. those guys on. And Especially think, with a lot of kids that didn't lose eligibility. No one yeah, lost eligibility last year. That's, so. And that's something else that played a big part in a lot of things because, like, with guys taking – being granted an extra year of eligibility, basically, um, you got guys who would have probably been done in December. Well, now we got to wait and figure out, okay, are these guys coming back? How many spots are we going to have? Right. Um, which also plays a big part in a lot of things. So, you know, I will say it's been crazy. Um, you know, and I was June. I worked. 
it was ridiculous, man. Just talking to a lot of people, this and that. That's why, you know, on vacation now, um, being able to just take some time to decompress. Um, but like I said, everybody on staff did a really tremendous job of just getting those kids on campus. Um, and like I said, we're going to do – I think we have another camp uh, on the 29th, I believe, another mega camp on the 29th. Get some kids on campus that we probably didn't get early because that was a hard thing, man. Like, you got kids trying to get out and go to all these camps. Yeah. So, you know, and everybody's fighting for the same same kids. So it's like, you know, well, you might not be able to come this day. Okay, now we're doing this thing on the back end of the month of June. Right. I'm um, just – I think we're going to have two unofficial visits in a mega camp, try to get those last guys who probably didn't commit anywhere or, or things didn't go, trying to get those guys on campus. But it is better than COVID. I will say that, man. Peace <laughs> please. You know, it, it was better to get, get families on campus and see moms and see dads and see faces. Um, just kind of get back to the norm is really the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Not only the rest of the summer, but also this fall moving into the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll say, you know, I'm in, I'm in sales, you're in sales, we're in different type of sales. You're selling your program and yourself to these athletes to try to get them to come to your school. I'm selling product, you know, but I will say it's a lot easier to do sales whenever you're face to face and you can actually, you know, you can pick up off their vibe. You can't really do that behind a teams or a zoom meeting, you know what I'm saying? So until you can shake another man's hand and talk to that kid and really get to know them and their parents and get to know their story and their life and their background, you know, it's hard to really know. So yeah. that's a really good point. Um, definitely on that. So, but yeah. So, what, what you thinking for this season, man? Let me. What, what's the outlook on this season? What, what, uh, what we looking like? What, what bets I need to play? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I man. I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Just going, going through the spring because I was kind of thrown in the fire. I literally got the tight end job about a week before spring ball, so I was trying to figure everything out. Uh, we made some improvements as a football team. Uh, you know, got some – made some improvements up front of the offensive line, got some good players in, the, in those spots. And, you know, I think just the team as a whole, um, I think we have a lot of potential. We're really good at some skill positions, um, you know, good on the defense side of football. I think this year could be a really special year for ACU football. Getting you a schedule, man, get you down to the game, something like that. Uh, looking forward to, you know, we open up September 4th against SMU. Um, you know, is that at home or in Dallas? In Dallas, we'll be in oh, Dallas on the road. Okay. Uh, we play so Well, that's perfect. Hey, Zane, we may have to make that's that. That's perfect. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're gonna be in Colorado that next week for the Colorado game. So, we yeah, well. and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a short drive from SMU, so we can make that happen. Yeah, I might as well just book a flight, hop on the PJ, and come on up. Hey, let me know. <laughs> let me know, man. I'll, I'll get your names down. Get y'all some tickets for that, man. Um, obviously, you know. We got the defending national champion that we got to play last game of the season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel I feel good, man. I feel good where we're at. I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, teams coming together as one, which is always good. I think we got some really, like I said, some talented players on both sides of football. Um, it's going to come down to, in my opinion, who can stay healthy. Um, you know, like you see, obviously, in the NBA, it's, it's all about health. Oh, yeah. Who can stay healthy, and then, you know, it, we'll see. How things go, man. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited about it. Excited to be able to get some friends and family to games, man. Just being closer to home. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it, dog. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, this definitely. Home. I ain't for my life, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to rock some ACU here and get up to Abilene and make it make a little business trip out of it, and you know, be able to catch the game on the weekend. So definitely be able to do that. But it kind of kind of perfect transition. You brought up NBA and with injuries. Yeah. Um, as you know, you know, uh, 
saying game one was last night. Giannis wound up playing. Um, fortunately, the Bucks weren't able to pull off the game one. Uh, Phoenix taking a 1-0 lead. So, just to kind of update you with mine and Zane's projections. Zane, you got the Suns in seven, right? That is correct. Zane has the Suns in seven. I got the Suns in six. Yeah. So, who you like in this series? Kind of give us a breakdown of, of, of what your thought on this series I know you're not happy that LeBron ain't in the finals, you I'm know. <laughs> so, you know, this is this kind of weird. Both programs have, I mean, you know, Phoenix, we know. I mean, Milwaukee, what, it's been 50 years, right, Zane? It's um, been 51, 50 years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so both of these programs, whoever wins, you know, it's going to be the first time that they've won Phoenix or the first time in a really, really long time for Milwaukee. So they're both going to be breaking a streak. So who you like in this series? Um, and just kind of give, give us a score. Uh, I kind of – you know, I like I like the Suns. Um, just solely on what you probably I mean, what you saw last night, Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's playing at an unbelievable level right now. Um, and then I also think he's he's the best leader on both teams. If you put both teams together, Chris Paul's the ultimate leader. I'll say you he's know? one of the best leaders in the league. That's yes, facts. <laughs> if not the um, best, <laughs> but you know, I, I think. I just I don't know, man. He controls the pace of the game. That's why I'm a big LeBron guy. He's his his IQ and how he controls the game. Yeah. Um, you know, night in night out is big for me. And I think Chris Paul has that. Um, I think DeAndre Aiden um, is playing unbelievable right now. Uh, you know, and I just I feel like Phoenix. I feel like Phoenix is gonna get done, man. I got the Suns. I'm gonna take the Suns to six. Okay. And I'm I, gonna I, I'm gonna to say six. you ain't even mentioned. D book. D book. Yeah, you ain't even got to. I, I don't think I look. D book. D so good, man. I don't even think I got him in. You ain't even got him in. Right? Uh, he, he's gonna step up. I, but I, you know, I, I think it's the year for Chris Paul to finally go ahead and, and get one, man. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's that time. Definitely, I'm definitely excited to see Chris Paul get a ring. I think it's and what a year. and what a story if he does get the ring, but he also wins Finals MVP. I mean, talk about solidifying a legacy in one moment. I mean, that would just be so huge for his his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Just and just especially based off of the relationship that him and Monty have with him yeah, starting off his no career doubt. in New Orleans and the Monty being there. Just that moment that Monty, hey Chris, you're going to the finals. You know, like whenever mm-hmm. he said that, whenever that game was winding down, it's for me, in my opinion, it's hard not to root for them. Yeah. You know, it really is. I'm not a big Giannis or Milwaukee fan anyways, but I will say just kind of for the analysis perspective, I personally think Milwaukee, they can't handle Phoenix's backcourt. I think they're way too much for them. You've got to put Drew Holiday on Devin Booker. You have to. You have to. And with that, who's going to guard Chris Paul? Yeah. Who's going to guard Chris Paul? You know, um, Chris Paul is going to be able to do what he wants to do. And as long as he's able to do what he wants to do, like how you said, he's going to control the tempo of the game. He, this is going to be his series. This series is going to play out how he wants it to play out. And in my opinion, the Bucks don't have anybody that can just match up with that. You know, they don't have anybody that can control the pace and just play the game how they want to play. Phoenix is going to control this series, and Milwaukee is just going to be reacting to them, and that's why I got them in six. Chris Paul is just a floor general. Y'all both hit on it already. He controls the pace. It's like having another coach out there. It makes Monty's job easy. Um, and Chris Paul, you know, being the vet he is, 16 years in the league, he just elevates guys like DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. We don't have to say too much about Devin Booker. He goes and gets his shot, and he's been doing that every year he's been in the league. But Dimitri hit on it. DeAndre Ayton needed a guy to come in there and lead him. 
And that's exactly what Chris Paul has done. And we've seen what we kind of expected out of DeAndre Ayton. He's been, he's been incredibly efficient and he's been an anchor down low for this team. And then they've also, you know, Cameron Payne's been phenomenal in these playoffs. They're, they're, Unbelievable. They're they're getting a lot of production from other guys. You know what I mean? Like Bridges is no slouch either. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing their job, taking care of business, and, and the bench has been good for them. They have depth. They they have the key positions at point guard, shooting guard, and center. And, I mean, this is a complete team right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, well, yeah, so we all got the Suns. That means the Bucks are probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> we just got this podcast so we could be historically wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, uh, well, Demetri, man, we appreciate you coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you and just kind of, you know, scrape your brain on some knowledge yeah. and, and some input. You know, um, hats off to you and, and the way you've handled this transition. I think you've handled it extremely professionally. Yeah. Um, always giving grace to Georgia Southern and, you know, everything like yeah, that. So, um, you know, hats off to you. Best of luck to you guys uh, up at Abilene Christian this year. I'm extremely excited. Can't wait to get up there and catch up, catch some games. Um, and, man, again, we appreciate you coming on, man. Always a blast. Yeah, man. I, you know, Zane Josh, appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, like I said, anytime I get an opportunity to come out here and do this, like I said, we can probably link back up probably after the season. Um, you know, hopefully it's a successful one. I think it will be. Um, we can definitely do this again for sure. So, y'all want to come to the game, man? Y'all just let me know. I'll get you scheduled. We can get that thing set up for sure. I'll get y'all hooked up. Yeah, appreciate it. And, Demetri, again, I know Josh already said it, but thanks for being on, bro. It means a lot to us. Uh, you just helping support our platform and, you know, trying to pay it forward to these kids that are listening. Uh, and hopefully we'll be up there week one in Dallas for to see y'all face SMU. Love it, love it. Definitely, definitely. So, again, appreciate everything, guys. Appreciate all the listeners out there. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Need of Sports, Instagram at Need of Sports, Facebook at Need of Sports. we got a Facebook sports discussion group. You guys get in there, talk your shit, you know, talk about some hot topics that are going on. Um, and uh, I'll drop the link to Coach Dimitri Donald's Twitter, Twitch. You know, we'll be on that war zone. Um, send it, boys to the gulag, you know. So y'all, y'all, y'all come watch us on Twitch one time. But uh, other than that, appreciate y'all, and uh, y- y'all stay tuned in for our next episode coming.